The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, you know what? I was watching highlights on Global Edmonton of the Service Edmonton Marathon this past weekend, and I saw someone cross the finish line, and I said, I have to talk to this guy. His name is Chris Cook. He's a motivational speaker, a farmer, and an athlete. And when you read his bio, I loved it. It says, Chris was born missing with both arms and both legs, and he says it was clearly established very early in life that he wouldn't be raised with pity or sympathy, and for many years now, he's been spreading a message of positivity. Chris joined us now. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? You're doing really well, actually. How are you feeling after the marathon? Oh, a little little sore, but uh, yeah, I'll survive. Okay, so um, on your bio, and it's a straight you were born in Nanton, Ohio, and your bio, you talk, you make a funny story off the top about your birth uh, with dry humor, and uh, you say that, that you believe that that humor, that dry humor, um, helped making growing up without arms and legs easier. Tell us about that. Expand on that for me. Yeah, I was uh, born down in Lethbridge, and my grandparents living out in BC couldn't make it in time. Uh, So they got a phone call from my uncle to let him know that my mom and dad had a baby boy, uh, healthy, but limbs were missing. And uh, my my grandma's reaction was to say that my dad never finished anything he started. <laughs> and that was, that was perfect. It wasn't, uh, you know, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This is a tragedy. It was, all right, it is what it is. Everything is going to be fine. We'll figure this out. And uh, we're going to have some good laughs along the way, too. And yeah. that's exactly what we've done. And you know what? Um, I was on your Instagram account uh, today. Lots of fun laughs on there as well. As you said, you, you know, your family didn't treat you as a, a tragedy. Um, you tell us how, you're, how, how, you're, how your family supported you, how they pushed you forward um, to become um, this motivational speaker, this athlete, this, this, this person, this human who is making a difference in the world. Um. Well, they were always very supportive, and and they're very active people. Played baseball, hockey, golfed, skied, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was always along for the ride. And if there's ever something that I wanted to do, it wasn't. Well, I don't know. You know, it was all right. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. And and also having the the War Amps Child Amputee Program um, behind us opened a lot of doors and, and made things. Uh, a lot easier as well. And, and the other thing too is I wasn't ever treated like a kid missing arms and legs. I was I was just Chris. I wasn't yeah. their son born missing arms and legs. I wasn't you know you know handicapped or disabled or whatever. And and also too not a whole lot of lot of pity and 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 stuff like that. And uh, yeah. It's it's amazing when I guess when when you grow up knowing no different and your parents just saying nope you're just our kid Chris that that goes a long way right you just do what you do oh for sure I mean you know if you can you can convince a kid of of anything that they're you know capable of <laughs> of great things or you can you know convince a kid that they're worthless and useless and will never amount to anything um, so it's it's all. It's all psychology. Yeah, you you mentioned the war amps and uh, your long relationship with that organization. Tell us about um, how old you were when you got involved there and and, and what that allowed for you. Yeah, I I think I was about three the first time I went to uh, a child amputee seminar out in Ontario. And yeah, I to, to put into words 
you know, what the war amps has meant to me and, and how much uh, they've been a part of my life is, it's impossible. Uh, you know, from funding for artificial limbs, I mean, I don't wear prosthetics, well, prosthetic legs now. Uh, I used to, and, you know, adaptations for my snowboard, all that kind of stuff. You know, that was all covered uh, by the warrants, whatever the whatever the Alberta government didn't cover, they kicked in the difference. Uh, to just the the emotional and, and psychological and the peer support, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that you weren't the only one uh, in Canada, in the world, knowing that you had a, a, a huge uh, resource of, uh, of other families to, to draw from and their experiences was absolutely invaluable. You've talked continues to be. You've talked about Cliff Chatterton, who started the CHAMP program with War Amps. You call him your mentor. Um, what is the CHAMP program? And tell us about Cliff Chatterton and what you learned from him. Yeah, so uh, Cliff lost his leg in the Second World War, and uh, he was an amazing, amazing individual. Uh, you know, he was, I think, 25, 26 when he lost his leg, and that's mm. when life was just getting started for him. And, and it was at that point that really he dedicated his life to making the lives of others better, uh, specifically amputees and child amputees uh, all across Canada. And, mm-hmm. you know, people like him, Carl, Carl Hilsinger, who, uh, who lost his legs in a car accident, you know, just basically led by example, showing me that uh, there really wasn't anything uh, that was impossible unless you decided it was impossible. And instrument, instr- instrumental in getting me skiing, snowboarding, golfing, uh, among other things. Uh, Chris Cook joining us this afternoon. Again, a motivational speaker, a farmer, an athlete. Um, he uh, born in the Nanton, in Nanton, Alberta, just this past weekend. Did the, the uh, service uh, or the Edmonton service marathon? You did it on your on your longboard, right, Chris? Yeah, um, I did uh, the marathon on Sunday on my, my longboard, and I guess to give people a bit of a visual, uh, to say that I was born missing arms and legs is, is slightly confusing, and that how, how do you propel a longboard? <laughs> uh, so on my right side, I have a partially developed uh, leg and a partially developed foot, and that's what I use to, to push the board. I sit on the board and push the board with that, uh, that partial leg on the right, and uh, yeah, pushed it. Uh, 42.2 <laughs> kilometers on uh, Sunday. Amazing. And, and when did you find that using the, the longboard was, and, 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 and not just for, obviously, marathons, because I've seen you at TEDx talks and that sort of stuff, this, this longboard is, is something that you use often for, 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 your mo- for your mobility. Yeah, like I said earlier, I used to wear prosthetics, and I was in Florida taking a course, and I bought a longboard just for fun, figured it'd be a neat way to cruise around up and down the boardwalk along the beach. And the very first day on the board, uh, I was trucking along and realized I was able to get farther, faster, way more efficiently uh, than I could on the leg. And I didn't have to take the 10, 15 minutes in the morning to put the legs on. And it's kind of a cool way to get around Mm -hmm. with a narcissist in me. Enjoyed the, <laughs> enjoyed the reaction that I get. So, so Chris, uh, tell us a little bit more about the race on the weekend. Um, you also race with someone pretty special, um, uh, Melania, 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 uh, Melania yeah. yeah, out of Saskatoon. Tell us ab- about uh, about her and uh, and what that was all about. Um, yeah, so I I signed up a while back to do the to do the Edmonton Marathon, and I wanted to do it as a fundraiser for. For the War Amps Child Amputee Program, and uh, Melania, who is six, 
um, was on social media with her mom, and her mom was telling her this is what I was up to. And Melania said, I want to do a marathon too. I want to do the marathon with Chris. And her mom said, well, a marathon's pretty long. Um, she said, I don't care. I want to do it. And her mom and her dad talked her down to the 5K. And uh, so uh, Melania's mom, Desiree, messaged me and let me know that she was interested in doing it. And I, I said, well, let me talk to the you know, race director, Tom Keogh, who is absolutely mm-hmm. the whole the whole service Edmonton Marathon um, group was just absolutely amazing. But, uh, yeah, we got it set up so she could do the 5K. And I was going to do the 5K with her after I finished the full. Um, but I had, <laughs> I had the wet conditions. My sock and my shoe were soaking wet. And mm-hmm. I uh, wore a pretty bad blister on the back of my mm-hmm. ankle. So I just... Uh, dressed it up and it did the last 200 meters with Melania, but it was so cool to see somebody so young, uh, only at six years old, to to have the desire and drive and the focus to just bang out that 5K. And she did it, and that was her fastest one. Um, she'd been practicing for you know a few weeks leading up to it, and that was her fastest one. She did it in 40 minutes and 53 seconds. So how cool yeah. is that for you to be there, you know, with her and and watching her? And I'm sure she's got some inspiration from you. And just you know, that that's that's got to be pretty special, Chris. It was it was amazing. I you know I don't even care that I did a marathon. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, followed her, uh, you know, crossing the finish line was it was so cool. I I that was my favorite part of the whole weekend and, and the whole weekend was an absolute blast. But um like I said, see somebody so young uh you know, tackling something like that and yeah, it just makes you know it makes you realize that you know, that girl has uh has got a pretty amazing future ahead and I think we're just seeing the beginning of, of some incredible stuff. Well, and I'm, and I'm sitting here going, you know, I'm too lazy enough just to even walk 100 meters right now. You know, you just, it's a real kick in the ass, to be honest with you, for some of us. Um, you now speak uh, around the world uh, along with, you know, you do your farming, but you're also a motivational speaker and you speak around the world. Um, you're, this, if I can, is your message. Tell us about that. Yeah, I... You know, if I can, being the, the theme of the motto or, uh, or the message, uh, you know, I guess the simplest way to put it is if a guy with an arms and legs can, can do a marathon, uh, work on the farm, travel the world, or just live a happy, independent life, if I'm able to do all of those things, you know, everybody is capable of pretty much anything. And it has nothing to do with physical ability or limbs, uh, but everything to do with that six inches of space between the ears. It's all... It's all a mind game, and you know we talked about that off the top. And, you know how I was raised. Yeah. Uh, there was never any doubt or questioning my abilities. It was all right. Let's make it happen. And uh, you know to this day, you know there's I have a huge bucket list, and I fully intend on crossing as many of those things off the bucket list as possible. And you know I just pack it with uh, let's just just go out there and make it happen. And and also too, I don't want to just talk about doing things i want to lead by example that's why i love doing things like the marathon What's uh, so i'm not talking about that one thing i just i did 10 years ago i want to talk about that marathon i just did two days ago what's the coolest thing you've done so far uh there's been some pretty pretty neat things honestly this this past sunday with with melania was is right up there but uh 
anal. I've gone bungee jumping. Uh, I've gone shark cage diving in Australia. Uh, I've done the Great Wall of China. Uh, you know, swam in the Amazon River. Uh, there's been some pretty cool things. And, uh, you know, like I said, this, this past weekend ranks right up there. So when you're speaking um, at schools, when you're giving TEDx talks, when you're when you're doing these uh, presentations and, and presenting this If I Can message, what is the reaction to it? Uh, there's all kinds of reactions. Uh, I incorporate a lot of humor into my uh, into my presentation, joke, you know, joking about how my brother calls me his half brother and <laughs> and all kinds of cheesy dad jokes. Um, so I guess you know, I hope at the very least everybody you know walks away or rolls away entertained. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of the feedback is you know, you know it's just that perspective that I needed. Thank you so much. Uh, to some pretty pretty heavy stuff I've had, you know, you know, young teenagers coming up to me after presentation talking about how they've been, you know, seriously contemplating, you know, suicide and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and they, you know, hearing my presentation, you know, really thought things through a lot differently and saw things differently. And um, so it, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing job. And I don't even <laughs> consider it a job. It's, 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 it's so much fun. And, and to be able to, you know, if I'm in a room of 500 people and, and it impacts one person, that's a win. Uh, obviously, you want more, but yeah, it's, it's a start. Yeah. So you, you know when I when I listen to you talk and I've and I've you know looking at your web pages and, and listening to some of your 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 speaking things on on your web page, you talk you know I look at you know the courage, strength, the humor that you bring to it all. Does anything scare you? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, obviously there's things that scare me. It's simple things like rats. Yeah, well. But, um, <laughs> I, I guess the, the biggest thing that probably scares me the most is I have a, I'm more afraid of regret than failure. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, if I went out and, and did this marathon on, on Sunday and, you know, pull up lame or, you know, wheel falls off my board or if I just run out of gas and I can't do it. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. At least I put myself out there. At least I tried. Uh, I don't want to sit back, you know, and, and living up my my last days, thinking, "Oh, geez, I wish I would have done that, or I really should have done this." I will look back, saying, "You know what? I went out there, did as many things as I possibly could. Maybe not everything went the way that I'd hoped, but uh, you know, from the things that didn't go well, um, I learned. I'm stronger. I'm wiser because of it." What's next for you? Uh, I'm actually. Uh, going to uh, Malaysia to speak in uh, September and then I got another marathon <laughs> on deck but I'm also uh, I'm working on uh, <clears throat> excuse me on setting up a, a skydive possibly down in Florida with a buddy of mine and uh, and because I love travel and adventure I'm actually working on uh, developing a travel show awesome. um, with a friend of mine uh, and his uh, production company down in Los Angeles. So hopefully, if all goes well, there's an if I can travel show, travel show down there. Well, you know what, Chris? Best of luck to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, being a part of the the marathon on the weekend. Thank you for sharing your story with us this afternoon, Melania's uh, story as well. And continued best of luck. Keep kicking butt, eh? I appreciate it. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. That's Chris Cook joining us this afternoon. His website is ifican.ca. Ifican.ca. Check it out.